In the past 15 years, treatment of HIV with combination antiretroviral therapy, or ART, has saved the lives of nearly 8 million people worldwide. Now, new research suggests that earlier treatment and prophylaxis for people who are at risk for HIV infection could have an even larger effect. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Anthony Fauci, Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Dr. Fauci has co-authored a perspective article about current knowledge on treating and preventing HIV. Dr. Fauci, why did physicians historically delay ART treatment until a patient's CD4 count fell below a certain level? What was the concern about starting treatment too early? Well, before we had trials, which have now shown the contrary, it was felt that there was a possibility that the duration of therapy for an HIV-infected individual would cumulatively get to the point where the toxicities of the drugs could potentially outweigh some, if not all, of the benefit of the drug. And there was a concern about not starting too early so that you don't have too long a period of time on drug. And a series of studies over a period of about 10 years, from around 2006 to about 2015, indicated that that was not the case, that if you compare intermittent therapy where you treat only when the CD4 count drops below a certain level and you don't treat if it goes above a certain level, that was called the SMART study, that clearly showed that our concerns were really ill-founded because the effect of having virus replicate was far worse than the effect of having a duration of treatment that's uninterrupted for the HIV. So that was the first of a series of studies which clearly put aside the concern that there was a risk of treating that could not be outweighed by the benefit. We find that's absolutely not the case. The benefit far outweighs the risk. And are, in fact, available treatments today more safe than treatments in the past? Yes, they are. I mean, if you look at the effects that we were seeing back when we first introduced the triple combination, which was generally a protease-based therapy of three drugs, if you look at the drugs we have today, not only less toxic, now obviously there's always some toxicity with any drug you give, but the degree of the toxicity today in 2015 is much less. The ease of administration is much greater We have a number of combinations in which you can give one pill once a day and get the effect that we were getting years ago with multiple pills distributed throughout the day. Preventing HIV infection with pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, is a much newer concept than those treatment issues. What today remains to be determined about how PrEP should be used most effectively and who should be using it? Well, first of all, the thing that's important and that a number of studies showed, including the study in the current issue of the journal, is that pre-exposure prophylaxis definitely works if you take the drug. So one of the concerns was that some of the earlier studies gave variable results of efficacy. However, when you went back and looked at the people who truly took the drug, the efficacy was well over 90%, in fact, even over 95%. So pre-exposure prophylaxis works. That's the first point. The second point is you have to take the drug for it to work. That seems rather obvious, but it is quite true. You can't not take the drug for a fair amount of the time and then think it's going to work. 
But the other issue that's important is that it isn't a one-size-fits-all. PrEP should be reserved for people who are at high risk and practicing high-risk behavior. There are a number of prevention modalities that are applicable to different people in different risk categories. Pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP is one highly efficacious way of preventing HIV infection in certain populations of people depending on their risk. So the science of HIV treatment, HIV prevention, has come a long way in the past decade. What are the barriers that still exist that keep early treatment for everyone with HIV, that keep PrEP from people who are at high risk for infection? Well, there are a number of things. I break it up into the care continuum and the prevention continuum. And we need to implement the tools that we already have much better than we are. So it isn't as if we need a treatment scientific breakthrough or a prevention scientific breakthrough. Obviously, we'd want to have a vaccine. That would be the nail in the coffin of HIV in the prevention arena. But with the things that we have, treating HIV-infected individuals, treatment as prevention and or pre-exposure prophylaxis, you need to get people tested. You need to get them into a healthcare system that's continual and consistent. You've got to get them on therapy to stay on therapy. And the ultimate goal is to get people their viral load below a detectable level. That's what the care continuum is from the time you're infected to the time that your viral load is undetectable. And we are not doing as well as we can in that spectrum. And we have a number of gaps, particularly in getting people into care and keeping them on care and keeping them on drugs. So we need to do much better with implementation of what we already have. Beyond early treatment with ART and prevention with PrEP, what are the key issues in HIV AIDS research? Is it vaccine? Is that what we're looking at? Well, the two major goals now that we are striving very hard for, first is to get a vaccine. Because even though I believe, and many of my colleagues believe, that just on the basis of treatment as prevention and pre-exposure prophylaxis, we very likely could turn around the trajectory of this epidemic and essentially end the HIV-AIDS pandemic as we know it, as a true pandemic. We can do a considerable amount to end that. If you want to have a durable end to the epidemic and you want to do it in a much more timely fashion... That's what we need a vaccine for. So that is truly the holy grail of HIV science and discovery. The other is one that's a little bit more complicated, and that is the issue of a cure. We know we can suppress the virus in almost anybody and everybody who's infected by the proper administration of combinations of drugs. But the issue is you have to keep people on therapy for the rest of their lives because, as we know from experience, when you discontinue therapy, almost invariably the virus rebounds. A cure would be having people in sustained remission, either by eradicating the virus, which has proven to be quite difficult to do, and I'm not even sure we can do that, even though we're going to continue to try. The other approach is to somehow get people to be able to withdraw antiretroviral therapy and still have the virus not rebound following withdrawal of the drug. And you can do that by immune enhancement, therapeutic vaccination, passive transfer of antibodies. All of these now are being tried in various clinical trials. So those two challenges remain, a vaccine and a cure. Finally, 
How should these new treatment and prevention findings be integrated into medical practice? Where should individual physicians be taking their cues on how to treat their patients and how to take care of their patients who are at risk for HIV infection? The science has really given us the roadmap for that. First of all, as recommended by the CDC, every person should be tested from 13 to 15 years old onward. If you are in a risk category and practicing risk behavior, you should be tested intermittently depending upon the degree of your risk. So everybody at least once and depending on your risk multiple times over varying periods of time depending on your risk. If a person is infected with HIV, they should immediately be put on antiretroviral therapy. The argument about when to start, of whether what your CD4 count is, what your viral load is, that now scientifically by a number of trials has proven to be that the end game of this is you test someone, they're infected, you treat them. The next thing is that if a person is not infected, you've got to keep them into a prevention continuum. And if they're in certain risk categories and practicing risk behavior, you should seriously consider giving that person pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP because we know that it definitely works. So in the practice of medicine, a physician, be that person a practicing generalist or an AIDS specialist, all of those principles hold true. Thank you, Dr. Fauci.